0: Hey, it's the First Issue Club podcast. We're here again covering uh, two comic books this week. That's the same amount that we cover every week. (laughs) The the first issues this week, though. Oh, they are. They are first issues this week. We got Protector out on Image, and we have Avengers of the Wastelands out on Marvel. Teenage Wasteland. Um, We got a lot of news. We got a lot of people in the club this week. Uh, I am Budget
1: King. Two next- of the, those were both false. <laughs> <laughs> we have some news and some cast members. You're right. Okay. It's like <laughs> it's a room full of people ready to jump on a microphone. <laughs> yeah, we have we have almost the amount of ca- of club members that we have
0: uh, each week. Me, Budget King, Greg is here. Mike D is here. Hi. Caitlin, sadly, is is not with us uh, this week. She will resume next week. Um, if you want to hear from her, um, her number is. Beep beep. 816 Caitlin. <laughs> yeah, just call her and she'll talk comic comics to you. hmm Um Yep, yeah, this is the comic, your 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 favorite comic book podcast where we cover number ones each and every week. And we uh it's a reading club. We like to lead you
1: through uh reading
0: uh, the Money <laughs> and Mercury water. I've hitting all the high points. Yeah, you're just
1: really <laughs> Throwing mud at the wall. Give them the Cliff Notes version. Yeah. You uh, know why you're here. We know why you're here. Fill in the blank. Let's just do this. Yeah,
0: you've been here enough. And if you haven't been, if this is your first episode, they the Lord on high thanks you, and so do we. Thanks for your support. Thanks for your ears. Mm-hmm. We do a couple of things. We have social. We have an uh, avenue for you to rate and review. And we have a Patreon account. You guys just got done uh, doing a Patreon account of a thing that you plugged
1: last week. Um, and boy, did it sound interesting. <laughs> yes. We just got done recording a Patreon episode where we talked about the top 300 selling issues of 2019. Yeah.
0: There was a really lot of twists and turns. 300 is a long episode.
1: We didn't go through all of them. Okay. No. We hit the highlights Okay, of
2: of publisher market share and some surprises on the top 100. You were
0: giving me some quotes like you guys are just straight up in this economics of it.
1: It's interesting, you know, when it you is really when you break it down and look at it and see where the numbers, you know, fall and who's making what amount of money, it's uh it really shows you where your where your dollars going.
2: When I've been reading comics for so long, I realized that most n- news in quotes is for plebs and then I like the in-depth heavier stuff that's all numbers
1: based. You filthy casual.
2: <laughs> casual. I love casual as a disc.
1: That's such a oh my god, like a, a Almost perfect diss, <laughs> especially for the comic book community. Yeah. All right. So uh, there's some news this
0: week, different, different news. We'll go around the horn and say our, our news and react accordingly. I want to start with not news, just an update about life. It's the year of
1: the rat. That's it. That's the update about life? You it, were
0: horny for this yesterday. I was horny for this
1: yesterday. Uh-huh. I'm still. I'm going to
0: be horny for it every year. And, every what?
1: Why are you horny
2: for it? Me and Budget King share a grandma-in-law. Correct. Uh, Grandma Tacos, as I call her sometimes. OG Nona. She, she hosts uh, a lot of taco dinners for all the grandchildren, of which we are married into.
0: Yeah, it's very pleasant.
2: And uh, we got on what year... What Chinese year you were? New what
0: year, do they yeah. call that? Yeah, what? Chinese New Year. Yeah, animal, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm year of the rat, and it is year of the rat. It's all coming up budget king. Oh God! What was I? I was
2: like, you're something cool. I was ox, and before I even got a chance to say what I was, you were like, "What year were you?" You're a swine,
0: a <laughs> <I'm> pig, <pink. laughs>
2: and I was like, "Oh, you are so confident." I don't think that's it though. You just think of me as a pig.
0: <laughs> the pig is the second best to the rat. It was a compliment. Yeah, pigs have the best orgasms, mm-hmm. I heard. Jesus Christ. Where'd you read that? They got a corkscrew penis. I can confirm. How? How can you <laughs> confirm that? Animal science was one of the two science classes I took okay. in college. Uh, You know your year, your Chinese New Year? Animal? Uh, I don't. Okay. Tiger, maybe? I was born in 86. Oh, I'm just going to assume I'm a tiger. Oh, I'm a dragon, actually. <laughs> I'm a golden dragon. Uh, I'm like a nuclear bomb. I'm like the most powerful animal. I'm Goku. Were you 86? I'm a bear with a gun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did you say Goku? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, Okay. Now we can get into the real news. Now they're clear. Oh, air. that wasn't the real news? People that are into Chinese New Year's are going to be really into that segment right there.
1: Yeah, all two of them. <laughs> we think it just happened.
2: We're worried we might have the same news hits, and I want you to go first so I don't steal yours. I'm going to be surprised if you have mine.
0: Okay. I'll be surprised if you have mine. Okay. My Chemical Romance is doing a reunion <laughs> tour.
1: That is your news?
0: <laughs> he,
1: he, Gerard Butler writes comic books. Okay. Loose news. Okay. So does that mean he's going to step away from comic books more because he's going to be on tour? Do talk. What do I'm you talking think? now. I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried that he will because Young Animals thriving so well. His, uh, his own little publisher. What's going to happen when he leaves like his his ship? Is it going to be just an utterless vessel? I don't know. He's talented. Uh, uh, Maybe his uh, bandmate will take over.
0: Umbrella Academy. Oh, his brother. Mm-hmm. His brother writes terrible comics. Um, One, <laughs> so far. Um and it's his only one. So you guys my chem fans? You gonna buy tickets for this tour? I probably won't buy tickets. No. I think even if you gave me free tickets I wouldn't <laughs> you,
2: go. Oh wow. <laughs> that's harsh. I don't think I can I can maybe name one of their
0: songs. Do they do Dance, Dance? No. That's, ab- that's Panic at the Disco. Okay. Uh Then I can't name any no, of those songs.
1: That's that's Panic at the Disco. Oh is it Fallout Boy? That might be Fallout Boy. Oh
0: yeah. Same label. All yeah. these bands are the same to me. No, they're not. My but Chemical you, Romance is
1: different than those Yeah, dudes. they're a little bit more talented. They the wear eyeliner are. and black clothes. The, oh, cool. the
0: Black Parade. I don't want to hear this. And <laughs>
2: I, that means that no one listening to this podcast does either. <laughs>
1: Next news hit. So Appreciate did I, your
2: comic book news hit. Did I have your It's obviously not what I was going to pick. Okay. I think I, I was concerned. If you don't know this news already, you are going to be wildly excited by what I'm about to say. Under development is the screenplay adaption adaptation adaptation adaptation. You're right. Either one I think
1: is adaptation isn't a word. <laughs> adaptation is not a word.
2: <laughs> of mimetic
1: Oh, what? Yeah. Yes. Seth Rogen and his company are going to do are, it. Again? hmm
2: Yeah. Whoa. And the the screenwriter who's currently working on the Batman movie.
0: Wait, so it's the same people's fear agent then? Yes. They're just going to do two awesome things, I guess. That's 100%. so cool. That is so cool. If you don't know,
2: Mimetic is a comic book that came out in 2014. It's uh, This was kind of like... When people really started knowing what meme was and they weren't pronouncing it meme anymore. Right. <laughs> Ugh, like your grandmother. The concept was essentially that this meme had a virality to it that once you saw it, it like drove you insane. But you're ultimately finding out that it serves this crazy higher
0: purpose. It's a sloth is the picture. Yeah.
2: It's, a, it's like the happy good time sloth or yeah. something is what people call it. Oh, I'm so pumped. They all die in the end. Insanity ensues from there. It's a great comic. Everybody's dead in the end. James Tinian famously did like a trilogy of End of the World comics. Yeah. And this was the first of the three.
0: Oh, it's such a good story. I think he got, this is what he got nominated for a GLAAD award, actually. Was it? In it. Um, That's awesome. That's so good. And is is Seth Rogen reading these like niche independent comic books? Because if he is, man, I love that guy.
1: I'm assuming he is. It seems like he's picking good stuff. He's probably aware of it. I mean, I, I think he has a team now in his production company where... They're pitching he, him stuff? Yeah, like, he they go out and pull this stuff in. They probably... It was probably cheap to oh, yeah. get all this stuff, so... Wow. What do you got, G-Man? Um, I know of that The Crow, the movie The Crow is back in production. Anybody and, here care about that? You guys have read The Christmas Crow. I, I, know, I still haven't seen the original Crow movies. It's a very niche audience. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of rain. Mm -hmm. It's always raining, like Mm -hmm. Gotham. So, you know, that's about it. That's all I got.
2: Loose comic news. I caught up on Sabrina. How is it? I've heard mixed reviews. New series came out. I mean, I love that it's like teenagers and complete devil shit. Like, they go so hard into the devil shit. Yeah. And this one, a lot of it takes place in hell, which I thought was really cool. So um, I just am always surprised by how much I enjoy that show. Cool. So it doesn't jump the shark? No. I mean, it, every little portion of season, it gets wilder and wilder. But when it's an exploration of hell and, you know, satanic people and witches, what shark is there to jump? Like, yeah. it's, it's already such a
0: bonkers concept. Would I My one critique about that show is, like, they finish their arcs within the show. Uh-huh. So, like, this entire season doesn't have one continuous arc. So, like, it'll be, like, they kind of complete an arc, and then they come, like, they're yeah, it's kind of like a comic book. introducing some other things. That's
2: becoming more and more common, In that there's, like, mini arcs within season
0: arcs. Within seasons, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a different pacing for me, especially when I'm used to, like, binging things. Yep. It kind of feels like you take a breather. Yep. And I'm like, I normally just start another show. Mm-hmm. Once I finished the arc. The Punisher season of Daredevil
2: was like that, where it hit like the fifth episode, and I was like, oh, this is ending already. <laughs> and then there was a whole second story arc that took place after that.
1: I mean, that's all the news I got. I mean, really, it's kind of a slow January towards the end. Crow was good. Mimetic was good. This is good. good news week. One more Netflix thing while I'm at
2: it. October
0: Faction yeah.
2: just released, mm-hmm. which was an IDW comic. I'm pretty sure it was IDW.
0: Yes. Or Dark Horse. sounds right. It's one. not It's not
2: image. Yeah. Which, I actually have the first issue with that. As do I. But I've got the subscription cover, which nobody wants. This keeps happening to me, <laughs> where oh. I'm getting B covers of books that turn into TV shows or movies, and then, not that I'd sell them, but you, they you, just don't spec for anything. Do you have the, ske- the sketch variant? No. I've got one where the dude is, like, working on a chalkboard. Um, it looks good we're getting to a point now too where shows aren't affecting the value of comics anymore Mm. which I think is an interesting thing just because it's so common now it is weird that is weird to think about October Faction certainly isn't a thing that I think of like oh that had a huge comic book fandom like we were talking about today that once you hit the bottom of the top 100 comics of 2019 then you're starting to sell less than Eighty thousand issues of those comics, and there's obviously only so much room for uh, independent publishers within that top one hundred. Um, I want to say, Boom had one of the top three hundred comics of twenty nineteen, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. which mm-hmm. is crazy, right? Just one. They're the fourth Once in future. they they're right now. I think they're the fourth highest uh, selling publisher, but only had one book in the top three hundred.
0: So these small publishing houses. Wait, Boom! Boom is higher than Dark
1: Horse and IDW. Should we tell them the uh, thing I told you about IDW? Oh yeah, you should. IDW just reported that they are bankrupt at a loss of twenty six million for twenty nineteen. Isn't that a fucking crazy number? Turns we, out, just rehashing uh, bullshit doesn't. That's what yeah. we just. That's what we brought up. We
2: talked that's what about, we brought up. Yeah, we won't get into it too much because we talked about it on the Patreon a yeah. bit
0: more, but.
1: Completely absurd. All right. Well, let's get this podcast started. There you go. You did it.
0: Wasteland,
1: they're all wasted. Down, down. Ding, 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 ding,
2: ding, 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 No clever parody lyrics,
0: you're just singing
2: Teenage
1: Wasteland now.
2: Is that the Who?
1: Yes, it is the Who. All
0: right, first up we have Avengers of the Wasteland on Marvel. It's a number one. It's by Ed Brisson and Jonas Scharf. Budget King, what is Avengers of Wasteland about? <laughs> Thanks for asking, Budget King. Let me tell you. That's so selfish. <laughs> we don't have Caitlin here, so we can't uh, can't kick it to her. Avengers of the Wasteland, to my knowledge, takes place in the Dead Man Logan universe. Um, there is a uh, a wasteland of the world, uh, mm-hmm. an apocalyptic <laughs>
1: world where. Uh, right now, you're just doing a title <laughs> surgeon. <laughs> Yeah, let's break down this title. And there's some Avengers in that <laughs> <There's> way. The <gonna laughs> Avengers, there. yeah. Uh,
0: lots of the the bad guys have taken over. Um, Doctor Doom has killed uh, lots of people. He's king of the bad guys. But will some good guys emerge? It seems so. And those good guys are a ragtag version, a weird version of the Avengers. Some of the Avengers. Uh, and uh, that's what I know about this book. That's what I experienced. I have a lot of thoughts about this book. Am I missing any, like, big Marvel tie-in here?
1: You pretty much got it. It's tied to the Old Manaverse. This is a first issue. You can pretty much gather what the story is from the title. There's no hidden meaning behind anything. It takes place after, like,
0: Old Man Quill and Old Man Hawkeye, which came out this past year. Yep. Are these the end books? Are they going to be tying into this at all? No. Okay. Everybody else is just reading this, and they're not, like, reading it from any continuation. They're just like, oh, Avengers of the Wasteland. Let's see what that's about.
2: I think most people who picked this up this week are Old Man Logan fans. Okay. Who are looking for that to pay off. The synopsis of this book that I read called it Brisson and Sharf's Magnum Opus. (laughs) Oh, what? Which I will tell you already is not true. I've experienced their work on other things, and this is not going to be
0: their, <laughs> their magnum, magnum opus. Okay. I don't care how it ends. The one, the one thing I do love about this book is it reminds me why we do this podcast. Mm-hmm. Because it's like I want a podcast where I can listen to where it's like, yeah, what is that weird ass book that I kind of like picked up that <laughs> kind of like follows the line of something I might be interested in yeah. too. Tell me about it, because I think a lot of people are Going to pass this book up, or kind of like, what is that even? Um,
1: and yeah. so, and it's, it's, it's honestly a fun book to be honest. I, I had a lot of fun, it's with a it. fun book that Midtown will have for a dollar fifty <laughs> in about six weeks. Well,
2: but do you know as a comic book collector whether or not this book is important or not? Not knowing anything about it, we get giving on the middle of the cover, you have a black woman wielding Mjolnir, yeah, being and, Thor, and a black ant man. Exactly right. Which you wouldn't know from the cover, but still. And Ultron is a cal- car mechanic? <laughs> <laughs> a pre-established thing in the old man but he
0: gets quickly uh, stomped out by Doctor Doom. Yes. Th- Doctor Doom is running a muck in this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this book. One critique I have is, like, post-apocalyptic, it is not. It tells you that it's set in this, like, uh, wasteland of a world, and the references that you get to that are that uh, Hulk is is manning a cornfield, and Ant-Man came from a society where there's a tiny mech in the background. But at no other point do I ever feel like this is apocalyptic
1: world. I think because it's so tied into the Old Maniverse, you're supposed to gather it from those books that you would have to read outside of this. Well,
2: and also it's been, what, eight years now since Old Man Logan was maybe even longer. It, yeah, maybe even longer than that. Since that book came out. Um, and there's been several books in between that and Avengers of the Wasteland, wherein they've reclaimed some of the wasteland, and so we're sharing some growth here.
0: Okay, so this is really for the old man Yeah. Essentially. I read it not having read those, or just dipped my toes into those. I, I'm also a toe-dipper. Uh, and I, st- I still had a lot of fun. I think it's just a fun, like, weird take on the Avengers. I don't know that
1: it's, like, that futuristic or apocalyptic. Is the old man-averse, like, Elseworldy, Or is it actual, like, canon Elseworld? Elseworld? Are you sure? Because it could be canon
0: because it's so far in the future that it's not going to affect the main Marvel timeline what it's in the year like 3000 something yeah. it's like 3001 which well, is also where when protector takes place is that where you're confusing it with yeah i am it's not I, in the year
1: 3000 because if that's the daughter of Jessica Jones yeah. and oh that's right in in Luke it's Cage it's more like
0: 40 years in the future yeah, yeah. i
2: don't know it might so, be elseworld it's good yeah i always took old man logan as elseworld
1: it's a, it's cool that it has ties to luke cage and jessica jones like it's yes. her it's their daughter And she was worthy enough to pick up Mjolnir, Mjolnir, which is... They did a good job of giving us a smattering
2: of backstory to just, like, make sense of why she's Thor, but also didn't get into the tedium of explaining her existence. My assumption is, is that she showed up in some of these older old man books. Old, I feel so old man books. <laughs> old man books. but That's what they are. Old maniverse.
0: Yeah, I don't. I didn't see this get mentioned as like first appearances. So yeah, I, don't I don't. think so. I don't think it is. I think the storyline in it is just like Avengers are kind of assembling and they're gonna fight Doom and Doom is like pretty powerful. But there's like there's some like interesting tweaks that happen here and there. It's it's not a bad. I didn't. I had fun reading it. What one thing that's always interesting to me is
2: looking back on an era of superheroes, which is something that, like, Legion of Superheroes is doing right now with DC, that they're propelling, like, Superboy into the future, and everybody's geeking out over their concept of, you know, the 20th century superheroes, because they're all larger than life now. And you're kind of seeing these people who are so far separated and maybe have, like, grown up in a desolate landscape, what do they imagine of the superheroes of old? Like, the the fact that this guy found Ant-Man's costume is, like, crazy to him, and will I ever live up to that expectation of what the Avengers once were, and they're so ragtag. Like, there's something really fun about that.
0: What was really fun about that, too, is he was like, I wanted to be, like, the guy that invented this. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because Ant-Man didn't invent his suit. So he's like... He's, you know, he, he doesn't even understand the complete lore of Ant Man, right? He, you know, which is interesting, I mm-hmm. guess. And then, in the end of this book, we get Captain America is like, I'll show you where Doom is. Not aged. Why is that?
2: I'm guessing super soldier serum is still keeping him fresh as ever.
1: He doesn't age ever. Well, I mean, it's just like Superman, uh, he just ages at a decreased rate than the rest of us. Okay. And I'm- we don't know for certain that that's. Steve, Steve Rogers. Rogers. Okay. Yeah, you're right. We don't. Could have been Bucky. And I also don't know. Well, no, it could be any. It could be anyone. Yeah,
2: and I also don't know if this is the reveal of Captain America in the old Manaverse. Which, if you've been reading this entire series, and this is the first time oh, he shows up, or you know payoff. of him, yeah, that's an awesome payoff. The, and there's also going to be reper- like conversations as to where the fuck have you been? As well, like while we've been fighting yeah. Doom for the past.
0: You know, five years. One of the coolest things about this is the preview for book two, where they're, uh... In that Cadillac in or whatever? The Cadillac, yeah, cruising through the desert <laughs> yeah. with Captain America. Yeah, that is a pretty cool cover. I think this is,
1: like, what we've been talking about. It's just a fun book that if you've been reading the Man-over- old Manaverse, this is, like, just a cool other tie-in. You wouldn't call it a magnum opus? I wouldn't even call it an opus. I think it's just a, another fun installment to this series. If you haven't read anything from the old Manaverse, I think you can kind of muck your way through it to still have fun.
2: But would you say skip if you're not that involved in it? I think I would. Yeah. Even though I had fun with it, if I could have my four bucks back and spend it on another comic book now that I have read it, I would take the refund. (laughs)
0: That's such a hard diss on a comic. No,
2: I mean, I get, it was I get, I get good, say, and it was like, fine, and I love Ed Brisson. I would love, go, love, 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 love You would
0: him. go to the store, you would say, okay oh, you are offering refunds for <laughs> no, you guys no, doing no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> if I could poof the refund into existence,
1: I would. Like, if you could go back in time and smack this book out of Mike D's hand from the past. Yeah, if... If I could time copies. travel
2: to my comic shop and say, hey, it's me from the future. You not reading this, it's gonna erase it from my future <laughs> memory. Yeah. But don't worry about it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Again, I would be like, got it. But I trust you because you're me.
1: But then you look at a photograph of yourself and you're slowly disappearing. But too. I wouldn't,
2: I wouldn't go out of my way to drive back to my comic book shop and be like return my money for this.
0: Does okay, that uh, make sense? I'm not making an yeah, effort because they get, would tell you okay, to leave of the, to of get the, it back. Of the 20 things that you would fix to go back in time, would this make the top 20? No. Okay. But like if you had the spare time to do it. This is
2: like the bottom 20.
0: Bottom 20.
2: Of the infinite number of things I could do back in time, this is like bottom 20.
1: Okay, so not so not a
0: complete knock.
1: If I could only redo the last 24 hours and going back in time... Oh, yeah, that's all I, you could... I re- think I would just relive the same day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, nothing monumentous happened in my last 24 hours. I'm just like, man, I wish I could do that differently. I wouldn't relive this day. I this, might have to take a... This day no, no, life. no, that's that's the stipulation, though. You can only relive the last 24 hours. I would definitely do some sports betting. I would die. You would...
0: Then you would be dead forever. I'd rather be dead forever than live this day for over and over again. Oh,
1: no, just one you're doing it one time. It's it, yeah, I don't want to be I've seen Groundhog Day. No, no, no. That's it. You get you get one poof back to Oh, you just get one one poof. Yeah. Oh, I'm all over it. Like, let's say let's say you go to bed tonight, you wake up, it's yesterday again. You guys don't go to your job, right? I fu- I fucking wouldn't go to you my job. You have to because
0: no. you're gonna lose your job. If you yeah. Don't. The no? last twenty four hours has no, been erased. Colin, Colin's sick.
2: Oh I'm sick. You could call in sick, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. Um, would you do over the My Chemical Romance news hit? <laughs> no, that was fire. You wouldn't change your mind about that? <laughs> that was
1: hot-ass <laughs> fire.
2: You wouldn't
0: steal my mimetic news? No. I didn't even. that
2: it's way better news?
0: Okay, anybody listening to this episode, they way more enjoyed my My Chem news than your mimetic news. Are you being ironic? And that's a real. Qu- I'm. I honestly
2: can't tell. Do I you think, think My Chemical Romance is cool? Yeah. No, you don't. That pause said a thousand words. There's, that's the more more you've ever said to me in your real life, making eye contact. It wasn't
0: you the pause that sold you out. It was pausing. the words you didn't say. I don't. Yeah. Okay, I don't find myself listening to My Chem ever. God, I hate that you call them My Chem. <laughs> Ugh but i the idea that they're coming back and i have a little bit of nostalgia
1: for them in some ways and hey guess what sometimes the eagles go on tour too i hate the eagles and they've been a band for <laughs> way longer and they've been away from the spotlight for no, way longer
2: i have no attachment to the eagles so you're going to go see my chemical romance
1: no this is I'm just not. the start Are they coming out with new music? Yes. If you wouldn't bother
2: seeing them, why does anyone else care? Why would you think anyone else cares? I think the vast majority of the
1: world cares. No. This is the start of bands that we grew up with starting to do reunion tours. Yeah, it's already been going on. We're old. Thursday did it. Saves
0: the Days doing it right now. Third Eye Blind's on tour right now.
2: But here's the thing. In the 70s, there were like five bands. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
0: That's
1: true. That's a good point.
2: When we grew up, there were like eighty million bands. <laughs>
1: there was <laughs> like, only five bands they, in they the seventies. They can all do reunion tours. The Eagles, Aerosmith, yeah. John, no, McCarthy,
0: nothing. <laughs> I'm about to drop something on you guys. You guys can have your mind blown. I believe you doubt it. There's no if there's no my Chemical Romance, there's probably no Hot Topic. That is the worst take <laughs> I've ever heard. Do you think
2: it's a worst take because it's just like. Freezing cold. There are <laughs> <laughs> like it's not a hot take at all. Yeah, like yeah. that's just like yeah, that makes sense. It's true. Nobody my said Chemical it. Romance was that style. They were
0: the impetus of mall of mallcore. Yeah, yeah. No, in the style. No. Yes, they were. Name a name a band that's more mallcore than My Chem. You can't. I can't. Fallout Boy. More than
2: My Chemical Romance. Panic at the Disco. No. No. no, I, I, no. Would, I would. I
0: would. I would have accepted uh, Taking Back Sunday. AFI. No. I, those are close. Those all helped. My Chemical Romance is the top of the pyramid. I also, so. mall
1: culture existed before My Chemical Romance. No, but not mall core. Mall core. Like,
0: like that's what I'm saying. Hot topic. Yes, existed. Mall core existed. Is the style.
1: Yeah. Oh, dear God. Please tell me what that is. <laughs> what is mall core? It's mall- all those bands we just named. Uh, yeah.
0: It's
2: kids with, like, fucking frizzed out. Sure. Co- Coheed and Cambria. Yeah, Coheed and Cambria. Perfect. Uh, jeans with straps and zippers, and if you could buy the fashion at a mall, it was mallcore. Yeah. stripes for some reason. Like you look like a nineteen twenty <laughs> j- jailed um, prisoner. Uh, what's the nightmare? <laughs> nightmare
0: Before
1: Christmas was real. Real, okay. real mallcore. I, I, I'm hearing you, <laughs> but isn't just Hot Topic an evolution of Gadzooks? I I or, don't. Mm, it's a his, dip, it's a different. I think thing.
0: it's a. Li- I know what you're saying. I think it's different because Hot Topic. I think, made a splash in that, like, they were actually moving units, like, selling um, music and stuff. And, like, it was based on, like, a culture. Whereas Gadzooks was kind of like, oh, it's like a picture of your mom jacking off
1: on a shirt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like. Okay, so maybe that's Spencer's and Gadzooks. Yeah. Maybe that's that's, a better correlation.
2: Hot Topic had a real identity that went with it. Mm -hmm. And Gadzooks did not, in my opinion. Gadzooks! Anyone could walk in and be
0: like, "Hey, hey. like, they'll take this Zippo with an eight ball I think, on it." I, eh, think, eh. I think, Hot Topic was like saving malls left and right. Like they were like selling like units.
1: I almost think Abercrombie and Fitch saved the malls. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we're just on warring factions of <laughs> what a mall is. I'm more Tiffany, and you're my my Kim.
0: Yeah, I I'm I'm nostalgia for that era. Of that that era interests me. Yeah. Well, we were young.
1: Mm -hmm. We were young, dumb, and full of cum, and we were just ready to party.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Young, dumb, and full of cum.
1: That's Avengers of Wasteland. Avengers of Wasteland.
0: our who jokes
1: who's the, who's the audience for that who joke <laughs> um, that's a great question
0: Yeah, it's such a narrow are audience are more
1: people gonna
2: <laughs> get a kick out of the who joke or <laughs> the fact that we talked about My Chemical Romance for 15 minutes already
1: it was organic conversation everybody loved listening to it mm-hmm. yeah, keep it in next up we got
0: Protector by Salmon Roy Daniel Benson and Arton Trakhanov. I tried a Sounds, for effort yeah yeah I tried your last name and it was uh, it was good he, let me <laughs> say let me <laughs> I'm going to give myself an A on pronunciation of your last name <laughs> oh we all got to grade ourselves <laughs> <laughs> I I'm going to start off with before even I review this comic book mm-hmm. or we I tell you the synopsis of this comic book This comic book is not going to move units. This comic book is not the hot topic of comic books. It mm-hmm. is it is going to it, there was not much hype on it. It doesn't have that je ne sais quoi of a comic book that it needs to. But and I'm going to I know I'm going to be in the minority of this. I I really like this and I want to try to sell you guys on on this comic book. Even though it's it's not the money maker or like interesting thing. You have to work for it.
2: Since we're talking about that already, before you even get into a synopsis, which I don't even know what you would say, um, this comic book does for me what those old, like, Dark Horse dinosaur comics did. Yes. Which is just
0: like... It's, which we bought a couple ones at a con.
2: Yeah, it's kind of interesting to look at, and the world that they created is really unique looking. There's some lore and words that get thrown about just to add, really, some ap- more atmosphere than story, to me. It's Turok without the Turok. Would you? Agree? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay. Yeah, sure.
0: So, so this. Let's get into it because kay. I was kind of tell you. I guess this is set in the way future, even though it seems like it's in the past. Which I always kind of love that juxtaposition. It is Canadian. Um, native canadians so like the um the the natives i guess that established canada that history brought like made into the year 3000 so like i was i keep on wanting to say native americans which i know is it's not true but it's i know that's accurate That's native like north american yeah yeah so like yeah the 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 native like tribes that Uh settled canada in the future uh warring factions with like some type of alien communication. And uh, the bi- and that's it really. I mean, like we kind of get like they can control some aliens. there's some like different things that happen, but it like it se- it seems like a like a historic book and then there's aliens, but it's also in the future.
2: Ugh. I mean, I didn't even understand the a- like I didn't even get aliens. You didn't get the alien like I wasn't sure there's a there's one part that really intrigued me and felt very, like, H.R. Geiger, weird, ancient, but advanced technology, wherein this floating glob, like, transmutes commands through a human being. It, like, uses a person to talk and give orders, and that was really cool. Shit like that, I'm super intrigued by, and it builds a really interesting world, and it's just cool to look at. But other than that, I my brain wasn't even trying to like piece together
0: logic in it. That's it. That is the criticism I will give of this book. This book is you have to work for it. The words seem like <laughs> gobbledygook, and they're they're just lunging things at you. And and frankly, I don't think the writers are that aware of themselves. In that they're giving you a fucking history lesson of all the native tribes of Canada afterwards. That is just written like a textbook. Like I yeah. find me the person that read all of that um and stuff but i will that being said when i worked for it and i had to read this like three times i was like stop listen to that statement i know (laughs) i liked it you're asking too much of the normal audience to read something three times here's what i think it is i think i read so many comic books that i was like huh like this really is something fucking different here. It's <laughs> sure. Like, it's straight up history, which it I, I will also say this. And I went I went to Canada over the summer. Oh brag about it. It's not that far away from us, I guess. <laughs> and, and I I had a fucking great time. I loved it. And they are they're a lot more respectful in Canada than we are to the, the people that came before them. Um, and the tribes and and things like that. It's a it's yeah. a rich history there, and so them doing an homage to like that history, but then also giving it like this futurism of it is, I think, to me, very appealing and interesting. It's not something I can really connect with or have any knowledge about. And they don't make it fucking easy to read this comic book. I'll tell you that straight up. It yeah. seems like gobbledygook. You appreciated the concept. Yes, and
1: I want to see where it goes. I'm 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 in. So you know, they've been working on this book for um five years. Cool. Is that true? That yeah, is very true. Oh my I, god. I did a little digging into their Oof. Twitters and they uh <laughs> they they were they were very excited that today was the day that the book was released, and they said this has been a five year journey. Oof. They need to meet Colin Bunn. Colin Bunn got to
0: eke this out in a week. <laughs> he really could have. I think, like
2: I read the first page. In the back of the first page. And I said to myself, okay, I'm going to go back and read this again because I'm clearly not paying close enough attention. And then I read it a second time, very intently. And it just didn't flow like conversation
0: flows. They needed an editor. They need, And this happens with image books. Image lack of editors and they just give creative control. You sometimes get really, really weird audience decisions. Yeah, This started and finished with terrible audience decisions.
2: I think that sometimes people have such a unique concept in their head and have been thinking about it for so long that you're just so disconnected that you're not looking at it from a perspective of, oh, I have to invite people into this world. That we all can't just jump in like, you are. The universe is in your brain. I'm not there
0: yet. Totally. Especially for, like, a sci-fi world where you're, like, creating weird-ass rules and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some awesome moments. Like, a, a slave escapes and, like, reconstructs this, like, robot demon that might, like, destroy the world, more or less. Uh, it, like, there, there are some really cool things that happen mm-hmm. here. God, do you have to, like, read it over and over again and figure out, like... Then it just switches tribes. Like, you wouldn't even... I don't know if you guys realized that it switched tribes and that they were different. supposed to be representation of different tribes until you, like, connected that to the history lesson in the back. This is my uh,
2: common criticism of a loose, very artistic art style, is that it can be difficult to differentiate characters, especially when you don't have a long-standing familiarity, which with what makes different characters unique. So when two people are talking on the first page and then they've reappeared again four pages later, and I need to know that to follow the conversation, I can't do it in a book like this because every character
0: looks like gobbledygook to me. Yeah, totally. And they they needed some, like... This is just comic book 101, but they needed some, like defining characteristics like mm-hmm. this guy's got a hat like <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. remember a cool scarf guy here yeah. he is this guy's got a sword and like they kind of did that sometimes and then they didn't this was just all over the place Yeah, it, the, the best compliment well some compliments
2: I can pay it are that the the composition of the pages like the makeup of all the paneling Is very pretty. Um, A lot of the coloring decisions I love a lot. Their use of black in the illustrations. I really like how heavy they went with some of that stuff. Very chalky outline lines. Yeah, and then it it, it gets to the point where it's like sketchy liney, but also these like really heavy blacks, which is a nice juxtaposition between those two things and kind of startles you in certain panels when you get that different style. So there's a lot of things going on here that um, made it worth my while as just uh, something pretty to flip through and a a fucking excellent cover to have in,
0: in my collection. If I'm a native Canadian and I'm at all interested in Canadian history, I'm fucking pumped about this book, I think. And just like,
2: because it's a fantasy take on something that's like never gotten a fantasy take before,
0: yeah. And the, they like when you futurize something, like I think it just it takes a lot of hard work to do it. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, it took them five years. <laughs> it did. This book didn't crash and burn for me, but I if I completely expect most people to not enjoy this book and to skip over it. And I'm sorry, creative team, and your five years of, of work. I liked it. I'm actually going to keep up on it. If you want to work hard, do it. But, boy, this is a tough one. I I agree with your
2: sentiment, and I think that's a great take on this book. Um, even still, just to offer another take, I don't think I'm going to keep buying this. I don't think there was enough there for me to explore this world. I started reading the descriptions of the different tribes in the back, and... Um, It just wasn't for me. After reading what I read and experiencing it, how I experienced it, I just, like, wasn't in the mind state to care about this stuff. It seemed like a history lesson when I started into it, and then I realized it was a fictional history lesson uh, a couple paragraphs in when they say it's in, like, the year 3000 or something. Um, So even the fun... uh, Thing in the back to help you get your bearing wasn't clear to me.
0: No. And they just dip into it by like giving you a map of North America yeah. that just looks like North America and it has no interest, no connection to it. And they just start listing like literally just descri- like, st- descriptions that you would read in like a high school history book. And-, and this is very nitpicky of me, but the font in and of itself is uninviting it's mm-hmm. It's very, like, drastic, it's too spaced out, and it it doesn't look stylized at all. It just looks like, oh, yeah, we have this, let's jam it in a book. Yeah. They do make it look like a kid's
1: history book, I guess, if that's what they were going for, the mission accomplished. Yeah, that's what you were going for. <laughs> I think I'm going to wait for this to come uh, into trade. It's a one of five, and image trades are usually okay. under 15 bucks, and I really feel like to get a uh, good grasp on this book. I need to have it all presented to me all at once.
0: Yeah. Cause Start were, to
1: finish. There was a little bit of a blue balls in this book. Like, it, I, we didn't get a lot. Oh, we got a lot. <laughs> we got a lot, but... But a lot of what? Yeah. I'm not so sure. Gobbledy and
2: gook. It wasn't even sure to me. She rebuilt this robot, or this? she activated the robot on accident... Is it, is it a robot and a demon, or is it just a robot that these and is it, it tribal says, people are, are interpreting as a demon? And it says NATO on it? It does say NATO on it. You're right. I forgot about that. And so I'm like... So we're assuming that there's maybe been, like, a third, fourth, fifth world war that NATO was a part of. Right. And built war machines for. Which is kind of cool. Yeah which little, is kind of intriguing to think of like the world gone by little treasure which is a great thing about like distant future books I like, get that they did they did 5 years of world building for this for 5 books which is a lot to do but uh yeah they, it would probably be more enticing to me as a trade as well yeah i've bought plenty of trades that just look pretty and look my style um, that are completely zany and nonsensical to me and I love having them in my collection to just bring them out and flip through them every once in a while. So that could certainly be this.
1: I'll say that.
0: Are we missing something like are these are these authors like very accomplished? And we just and we missed that.
1: Uh, one of them worked on um, profit. Back in the early 2000s, I can totally see that. This reminded me of Prophet in some ways. And uh, the artist worked on like Undertow and Seven Deadly Sins and oh, he stuff did like that. Undertow was fucking beautiful. Yeah. So uh, the not Johnny Come Latelys, absolutely not. Oh, no. God, God
0: Country. He was a co-writer on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, these people know how to write comic books. It seems like a person that is intentionally breaking comic book rules for a passion
1: project. Yeah. Which we've seen that before. We've seen artists and creators that we respect and love do passion projects and they turn out not so great. Case in so. point,
0: Family Tree.
1: <laughs> family Tree. Oh. I'm still buying it. Is I it have good? A, yeah.
2: Um, one thing I love about it is that it barely gives you anything. <laughs> like, I mean, it reads like it's done. And it's barely advanced the story, but like there's like a teeny little nugget. Did the that kid gave turn you. into a tree? Did they save him? Uh, we've established kid cannot be saved. We can only slow the progression of turning into a tree into group. And the process of turning into a tree means way more than we've been led to believe up to this point. Is it good? There's a grander thing to be turning into a tree. Is it? Not good? sure how great it is or not. Okay. Uh, is it a limited series or is it ongoing? I think it's ongoing.
0: Would it be Ooh. so fucking cool if it tied into Groot? <laughs> no It would
1: be. I don't think it would be. Ooh, once again we're at we're at odds <laughs> yeah, with crazy. one another. Okay. <laughs> wow. Tomato tomato, I That's guess. That's why I love this. <laughs> so we had a week of
0: comic books. Wait, did you have more takes? No. <laughs> Ravencroft
1: came out is that, made- is that oven empty of all takes? Yeah. All hot takes are, are out of the oven? Yeah.
0: That was it. This was uh, this was your week in First Issue Club comic book. Oh,
1: wait. We have a website now. We do. It has posts on it, too. Yeah, it has blog posts. All of our episodes are there. Uh, about us page. Like You're going to get a whole bunch of cool stuff from there. I'm sure we're going to post a lot about C2E2, like pictures that we take and videos or whatever. So check it out. Firstissueclub.com. It's super easy. Oh my God, so, so so super easy to use. So, so super simple easy. to remember.
0: <laughs> you know most com most podcasts don't have their dot com? It makes you think, should we be buying
2: other podcasts dot coms and just directing it to our website? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Here's the thing. Enough people search first issue club on Google that our domain was estimated at twelve being worth twelve hundred dollars. Right? A lot to pay for one domain. Yeah,
1: sell it and quit our jobs.
2: Yeah, it makes you think how many other domains are just sitting out there for podcasts that just haven't bought them. My favorite
0: murder and Joe Rogan, they could just go to first issue. Oh my
1: God. I'm pretty sure they have their own domain names. (laughs) They have better. This American Life? Those are like $60,000, $100,000 domain names.
0: Hey, (laughs) $1,500 ain't nothing to kick
1: a stick at. (laughs) Okay. I think the episode's over now.